What's up? It's your girl Sequoia, Silicon Valley tech editor for Black Enterprise and host of BE The Code. And I am super excited because I'm here today with Julian Eisen, founder and CEO of Eisen at Triple Thread. Julian, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Awesome. Just enjoying my time. Love it because, of course, we're live and direct. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing here and what you're doing with your company currently. Yeah, so I try to make this uh, event every year. Last year was my first time experiencing, you know, the great panelists and just kind of the topics of discussion. So that's always enlightening. Um, kind of, you know, importantly, we've been building the business for the past year and a half or so. Launched our San Francisco showroom, our right. style gallery. You got San Francisco looking like New York. When I jumped it, dropped in there, I was like, hey, yeah. gonna fly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so we've been bringing something totally different to the uh, space. Right. So the fashion space, you know, where we, you know, our understanding of, you know, fashion, and we like to think that it's you know, something refreshing and new from a made-to-measure perspective as well. Nice. So we've Wait, really talk about that, because you what yeah. is made-to-measure? Yeah, so made-to-measure, when you think about, you know, our specific product, a suit, um, jacket and trousers, you know, shirts, whatever, is specifically made for the wearer, right? Instead of going to, you know, Macy's or Bloomies and buying something off the rack, which mm -hmm. is probably not made for you specifically, your body type. Um, so made to measure is, you know, all your measurements and customizing, you know, whatever you want. Nice. And what caused you to launch this? Like what made you say, I think men need this in the market? Um, it was probably, you know, out of a you know, pain point that I had in okay. 2013 it was shopping in stores, kind of being um, very picky about what I wanted to wear mm -hmm. and kind of having that problem of, hey, I can't shop off the rack and kind of making that a case mm -hmm. but more importantly it was more of a conscious decision to build something that I wanted to see represented in the market okay so outside of a racial demographic it was more so of a, 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 a more of a, of a this is a millennial kind of shopping in the market my wallet share needs to be represented so if I'm gonna spend my money right. I need to be spending my money on you know something that I really want and support so you know I really didn't see that business as you know available so I started one. and what I think is interesting about your business is you have like this tailor-made kind of European cut mm -hmm. which you don't necessarily see a lot of our people in right so right. is that the motivation behind like what made you say okay this, this is the style I want to do it was more so just learning tailoring and mm. just you know standard principles of something that fits well so it wasn't really in, you know I couldn't say that I was inspired by one region or another. Okay. It was more so, how about making something that fits well? Okay. Because I don't think anybody really likes to wear anything. That the baggy fit suit. Well. No. <laughs> no more eight buttons and <laughs> multiple pockets. You know. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And what was the inspiration behind creating a showroom? Because you know you drop into a store here and you're like shuffling and like you know going through the racks. So what made you say I want this to look like a showroom? Yeah. So if you really understand the made to measure and custom menswear boutiques and, and stores, it's really ingrained in European history. Mm. So, what that means is um, you have you know several kind of things that are 
present in a, in a showroom that mm -hmm. are inspired by people who have disproportionate amount of wealth that they'll mm -hmm. probably have, you know, taxidermy on the wall, tufted leather right. sofas, Persian rugs, things that nice. my generation probably does not respect or even understand. Yeah. So we wanted to create a new concept called a style gallery and, and, okay. and bring in all these elements that inspires the brand that I've been inspired by, really inspired by MoMA really you know i'm a minimalist okay. so it, it's let the the garments and the clothes you know and all the tailoring do the actual you know talking so nice. to speak, instead of <laughs> bombarding you with, with products and, and what i think is interesting about your brand is it's on the more affordable side yeah, yeah. whereas traditionally if you're gonna get like a tailored suit you're putting out some dough yeah. so tell me how you're able to do that and keep it affordable for the, the consumer yeah so you know at the outset of the business, I wanted to create something that sat well in the middle between like your ultra luxury and then your kind of, you know, econ suit, right? Where mm -hmm. you just kind of, you know, kind of what we were accustomed to, you know, buy right. one, get five free. So, <laughs> so I definitely did not want to build that. Okay. I wanted to incorporate great qualities and, you know, something that's fashion forward. Mm -hmm. So um, kind of my previous life. Um, I was in private equity and I, was, I had that great opportunity to spend a lot of time researching and, and talking to people who were in the industry. Um, and through that process, I was able to kind of figure out what it meant to build a, a supply chain that would be beneficial for our region, mm -hmm. where we are, and being able to get goods and services okay. that would you know ultimately produce a good product right that can compete with the ultra luxury companies you know that we are all so familiar with. So from that and having those ideas, you know, we kind of got, you know, where we are today and that is a suit that starts at 749 bucks where you would traditionally spend north of $2,500 to get that fit. Mm -hmm. It's the fit that everyone wants, right. you know? So that's something that we drive home and, that, and that's something that's, that's very important to us. So let's talk about the technology behind the actual products because mm -hmm. I know you you have a lot of things going on in the back end yeah. that people don't necessarily see. So tell me more about that. Yeah. So when we launched, the the whole idea was to be able to derive a, a understanding of the body first, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a difference between custom, there's a difference between made to measure, and then there's also a difference between the three custom made to measure and bespoke. Uh, so please. Yeah. Bring so, it down. So, so bespoke is a benchmade suit. So okay. you'll have one person who does the measuring, the cutting, the sewing, and that's what we classically know as like this this regal kind of process and product, and that's what you're typically accustomed to like a Savile Row suit. Okay. Right. It'll, you know, spend weeks upon weeks and months, and spend crazy amounts of money. Okay. Where made to measure is a balance between your ready to wear and your bespoke where we incorporate you know, different things about the body, so that's like your posture, oh, okay. the slope of your shoulders. Nice. Um, so you really correct all the things that people desire mm. when they buy a suit, uh -huh. and you don't have to go to an alterationist to, to kind of have that fixed. So we build that out naturally with the first product and try to nail it on the first time. Okay. So with the technology initially, it, it was to really interpret the body to make this process scalable, to build this out so people can acquire you know, their best fitting garment online without having to feel you know, this pretentious nature of going to whatever store it may be right. and being judged and being mm. blah, blah, blah. You know how the story goes. Yeah. So we really wanted to not have that element involved in the purchasing process. Okay. So, you know, we enable people. So our technology now, it allows us to, you know, afford people to do a self-measuring like measuring 
process in their own home or wherever they may oh, be. Oh, really? Tell me, like, what? how do I do this? Yeah, so today, yeah. if you go to the site, mm-hmm. um, there's a brief diagnostic where it goes, you know, it's our style profile. Mm-hmm. We capture all this data about you and what you like. Okay. Um, and in that process, you submit your measurements. We have a guided tutorial on how to measure your body. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Once you upload that information, we really get a good view of your body, your preference. We have photos of the actual user. Okay. And that's where our secret sauce comes into play, right? Because now we start thinking about how to make this product for that person. So it's a very ad hoc experience. Interesting. And are you seeing this now being able to scale? Are you seeing a greater number of people purchasing? How is this helping the business grow? Yeah. So as you know, technology moves like no other. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. And having kind of been a part of this early, you know, scalability, you know, model in our, what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. we're moving away from trying to have customers do their self-measurement. Okay. We're relying more on data now, data and preference. Interesting. So things have gotten more complex and more accurate. Mm-hmm. So now our confidence level has gone high compared to what we were doing in the past. So we have a, a huge release and, we're, and the business is turning a corner. And what's coming up this uh, upcoming quarter is going to be kind of you know pivotal for our brand. It incorpor- incorporates a lot of artificial intelligence, um, a lot of styling, okay. um, very very like deep learning about customers, and it gets very specific in how to build your wardrobe. Wow! So that is very exciting, and that's what we've been spending about you know the past six to nine months after we raised our you know, second part of our seed round. Nice. So oh, so put, you, you're closing your seed, or you? Yeah, we it? closed the second nice. part of our um, friends and family, and then you know it was a pre-seed. So we're putting that money to work, trying to build something very, very important for the fashion industry. Beautiful. And where do you see this company ultimately going? I think Ice and Triple Ted ultimately becomes a leading fashion house. So we we are really focusing on building out a brand that can service various needs in a wardrobe, uh-huh. right? So if you think about um, from a branding perspective, we really want to be in the lifestyle design business. Okay. Outside of just products, nice. we are creating products that are inserted into life that people really feel I can use this for these certain situations and not just acquire products. So what's interesting to me is that it seems like the technology not only just applies to the suit, but mm-hmm. you can take that technology and apply it to other places as well. So have you guys thought about doing that? Absolutely. Okay. So when we bring people on, not to kind of spill the beans, but <laughs> when we you know, bring people in this onboarding process, we go through this huge diagnostic and we use music as a persona as, and it drives some, some of the you know, things we do on the back end. So it really touches on other areas that I don't think many brands consider about a user to then promote something and share something. I'm so curious. Yeah. Please help me understand the I music mean, component. Not to <laughs> again like, drive it. Not spill the beats, okay? The but beads. but it, it's something that we've just kind of through research and just mm-hmm. you know discussion amongst uh-huh. you know team members. We figure that music drives preference. So if, and if, culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, a lot of people say, hey, we're doing this for the culture. We're doing mm-hmm. this. We're like, okay, what is it that people are really talking about? Because right. at a certain level, the term has been overused, but we're trying to figure out what it really means. Okay. So we're saying if it's the music, then what do people feel when they hear the music? Right. What music do you really listen to? What does your playlist right. look like? How does that translate into a, a garment? Right. Right. So we're, we're taking those things, factoring them in, and then... 
making the garments on a mage metric platform for those people, you know, based on their preference. Sounds fancy. Hey, <laughs> somebody has to do it. Love it. So, I want to play a game with you. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Two truths and a lie. Oh. Mm. So you're going to give me two truths and a lie, and you're going to tell me which, none of them. Like, okay. I get to guess. Okay. So I'm going to guess which one's a lie, and you're going to go. Okay. Ready? All right. Let's go. I was a Olympic high jumper. Um, let's see. Jeez, I'm not good at this game. Um, let's see. Um. I have two kids. Let's see. Uh, I graduated from Stanford. These are good. Um, I'm going to go with the two kids is a lie. That's true. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yep. I feel like we got closer. I think I messed up, but yeah. I probably wait, lied on all three. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> hey, I reinvented the rules. Wait, nah. hold on. So you don't have two kids? I do. I lied on two. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> so, wait, which one is the lie? All right, I did not go to Stanford. Okay. And I did right. not compete in the Olympics. I see. So you gave me two lies on a trip. Yes. <laughs> My rules sometimes. Okay, okay, you know, we iterate as entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay, so did not go to Stanford, do have two kids, and the other one was Olympic high jumper. So you did not. I almost I almost made it. It was a dream of mine. I was a high jumper in college. I was a high jumper in college. I had Olympic dreams. Okay, okay. But you know, I, I was knocking it. on the door but the door never opened. That happens. I mean, as entrepreneurs, that happens a absolutely, lot. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's something that we can take back, mm -hmm. right? Like, sometimes we consistently knock on doors, knock on doors, knock on doors, and we don't necessarily think about that maybe that's not the right door for right, us. Right, right. Um, so I think that that's a great perspective. I carry that with me. Yeah. It, you know, it's inspiring. I mean, you dedicate your time, you dedicate your life to something yep. to get there and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So you just keep going and, you know, you take another route. So that's something I carry with me as an yeah. inspirational piece. And then with the two kids, how do you balance the kids and having the company? It's, it actually helps because okay. it becomes a time management and lifestyle management, right? Uh -huh. So I realize that it's not always about me. Okay. So that allows me to spread my empathy. <laughs> like, that's something I need to practice. Okay. Right? So... Just being able to do that helps me as a person, helps me as a, a leader, helps me as a dad, helps me as a son, right? So it's good. I enjoy it. I think it's the best thing ever. Well, thank you so much, Julian. I'm super excited for everything else you have going on with Ice and Triple Thread. I love how you're taking the e-commerce space and you're scaling the technology behind it. And I'm sure that's something that our audience can highly benefit from. Sure, sure. We are live here at Tech Connect, and we will see you around. And Thanks. definitely enjoy the rest of the day. I am for sure. I appreciate you having me as well. Absolutely. It's Sequoia with BE The Code at Tech Connect. This podcast is powered by eBay.